Hello everyone, hello and welcome to the first ever Spooky You Darwin Awards. My name is JP and I will be your guide as we travel through America's beautiful and all-inspiring national parks as we go on search for the most brilliant of scenes and the most dumbest of human endeavors. Did you say all-inspiring? All-inspiring. Uh-huh. Okay, JP. Anyway. Hey, we don't have... Oh, wait, shit. This is recorded. <laughs> no, that's so funny. Anyway, y'all, it is the first ever, maybe the only ever, I don't know. We're going to see what happens with it. Spooky you, Darwin Awards. Pew, pew, pew. Pew. Wow, wow, Yeah, you really had a great... We are amazing. Yeah, you had I just a great career in sound effects. I know, it right? All of three minutes. I know, I know. I'm so good. There, there is an actor that I'm thinking of who does really, really good sound effects from like movies in like the 80s and 90s. Cannot think of his oh, name was right it that now. Dude in uh, Spaceballs. Yeah, 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 him. Yeah, like we're same level, right? Yeah, same yeah. Level. No, totally. got, I got you. Totally. I was, I was thinking of uh, D. Bradley Baker. Sure, uh, you thought that he was in the room with us right now. No, I wish though because. Uh, <laughs> Well, no, 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 no. The guy's like a brilliant voice actor because, you know, Star Wars The Clone Wars? Sure. He literally voice acts an entire army. Like, there are episodes where it's just him talking to himself and pretending to be That'd like, be a really nice people. day at work. Yeah. yeah. No, it's, it's just him talking to himself and having different conversations. Hopefully it was a good one. I think so. But uh, anyway, yes. So, uh, we call this the Darwin Awards, but we're really going to be going through... Uh, a lot of the stories and uh, really just mind-boggling dumb things that people have done in our national parks. And this one was kind of inspired to me because we're getting into summer. Uh, the cases are going down. People are starting to travel. Mm -hmm. I'm fully vaccinated. I'm fully vaccinated too, so, as of two days ago. Yeah. By the way, how did that go? <laughs> I think at some point yesterday you walked into my room to drop off a chocolate chip cookie and I may have said thank you. You, you kind of did. It sort of was like a, it was like a half-hearted, almost like you were kind of awake. It was, it was kind of. I was, it, it hit me so hard, you it guys. It hit you like a truck. It, yeah, like a truck, a bus, and a plane all hit me at once. Wow. And yeah, it was bad. But I was, I was stupid and stubborn and you and mom and dad all said take a leave take a leave you'll feel better and i was like no no because i don't like taking over the counter medications i prefer a natural form of you know like hey just sweat it out or <laughs> yeah no that was stupid i should have just taken the leave because i took it at like 8 30 and then i was fine so yeah um i'm a dumbass so maybe i'll be included in these awards huh yeah. Maybe. I mean, personally, I would have given you the top prize, but... Thank uh, you. Hey, that's only the love that can come from a brother. Exactly. Which, so, a brother that I care so much about. Yes, you try to take my head off at class every Absolutely night. Absolutely, I do. I tr always try you to kick your head off. You motivate me to train so much harder <laughs> because I don't want to get my ass kicked and I want to make sure I am the <laughs> ass kicker. Hey, so, man, that's sibling love right there. Yeah, so let's get into it here. Uh, now, I want to give a bit of a background from personal experience, because I've gone to a number of national parks for uh, some of my Me geology. Too. Yes, you. I've been to one. Cool, cool. <laughs> I'm glad you bring such insight to this episode. I do. So first of all, a lot of them are absolutely gorgeous sites. I mean, mm -hmm. we're talking from Zion National Park mm -hmm. and Cal. I'm pretty sure California. Oh, I really should have looked that one up. I don't think. I don't think it is. You keep talking. I'll look up where Zion National Park is. Okay. From Zion National Park to the Great Smoky Mountains, there are just some of the It's in Utah. Utah. Fuck. <laughs> I'm a geology major. I know where national parks are. <laughs> so I want to get into it a little bit because uh, <laughs> you know I can edit all this out. I don't want you to because it's really funny. <laughs> this is a Darwin Award episode. <laughs> Well, I totally just... No, up. we jinxed ourselves. It's I, fine. I, Keep going, JP. I just kicked my credibility in the balls. <laughs> okay, so let's get into it. Honestly, America has some of the most beautiful national parks. They in are beautiful. Anywhere that you can find. And we're talking from Zion in Utah. There all it the is. way to the Great Smoky Mountains. Uh, and Where I are those located, JP? <laughs> Well, Zion's located in Utah, and the Great Smoky Mountains are in North Carolina, I believe. <laughs> so close. Where are they? Oh, no. <laughs> They're in Tennessee. 
they they cover a wide range of areas. <laughs> they do. They really do. This is just really funny. Oh, that's God, so I'm have to clean Oh, this, this is so, so funny. No, this is hilarious. This is hilarious. You have to keep this in. Promise me you'll keep this All right. in. Well, no, I do think it's in a range of states, but um, I believe the majority of it is in Tennessee. So Okay, um, so from yeah. I can honestly say there are places that you absolutely have to go to. And according to Forbes magazine, U.S. national parks have seen a total of 3 billion visitors Yikes. between 2010 and 2019. And since the COVID-19 pandemic, that number and rate has only increased because you know, it's very spread out space mm-hmm. and beautiful nature. So, so why that's not? three billion chances for someone to do something really stupid and for us to talk about it. Yes. Honestly, it's just content driver. Now, interestingly <laughs> You're very funny today. I'm glad. Now interestingly, uh as far as parks go, the deadliest national park you can visit is actually North Cascades in Washington State. Are we sure it's in? <laughs> yes, I looked this one up. <laughs> so tell I me why. I, I said I majored in geology, not geography. <laughs> tell they me are why. Different, G- damn it. Mm, slightly. Tell so, me why, JP. Well, the reason that North Cascades is considered the deadliest is because it has a rate of six hundred fifty-two point three five deaths per ten million visitors. I'm sorry, point three five. Uh, I mean, like you know, somebody's leg could be broken, or somebody's <laughs> arm needs to be amputated. Somebody's just like. Well, I mean, there was that guy who got had to get his arm amputated, or that rock climber who famously had to get his arm amputated. Oh, um, ah, 127 hours. Yeah, yeah. That that was the actor's name. James Franco. Yeah, him, him. Okay, so yeah, there was James Franco. Yeah, so that you know that that three five could be like an arm or a leg. Okay, sure. That's that's where we're at. That's fine. Yeah. Now this is because this national park is known for having extremely rugged terrain. harsh climates and it's a place that you really need to know what you're doing if you're going to go Mm. visit and hike there sure that makes sense now this information comes from a study that was done in the national park service between 2007 and 2018 where they studied uh how many people had died and what accounted for that now most basically what killed them yes now most of the deaths in north cascades are due to the environmental hazards falls Because, you know, when you're hiking near the side of a cliff and there's slippery rocks, you know, shit happens. Yeah. Uh, However, it is not, it has the lowest total number of deaths in the top 50 national parks due to the number of visitors. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, because obviously it's a very, uh, it's a very rugged national park. So it doesn't get as many visitors. Yeah, I have to say of all the national parks I've heard of, that name does not come to mind when I think of national parks. No, and that's not surprising because the ones near the top are ones that you probably have heard of. Probably. The most amount of deaths during this study was Lake Mead National Recreational Area with a total of... 12. 201 deaths. I was off a little bit. And where is Lake Mead National Park? I believe California. Uh, well, I'm going to go ahead and double check while you keep talking. Okay. Because we have been, we are one out of three for correct locations. Well, of that's National okay. Parks. We'll drive comment content because everyone will uh, angrily type in to tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> now, most of them, obviously, because, you know, it's Lake Mead, were drownings, which makes sense. You put a lot of sure. people in a the lake, they're accidents. Dude, you're are so happen. close. It's in Nevada. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> What the hell? I swear all these places are moving so on funny. me. Okay, now, of course, now, of course. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, it oh, is. Oh, it's a, in Arizona and Nevada. Okay, so it's like down Yeah, near, it's down near the border edge. I believe it's attached to. Yeah, uh, the Hoover Dam. Yeah. Yeah, okay. See the Hoover Dam from the waters of Lake Mead and Lake Mojave. Okay, so I kind of like roughly know where it's located. All right. Yeah. Now, is Lake it Mojave or Mojave? Mojave. Okay. Sorry about that. Wow. We. we I think we, we gave ourselves our... the Darwin Awards. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, Lake Mead saw naturally again. Lake Mead compared to North Cascades saw over eighty-five million visitors during the time of the study. So naturally, more people means that there's more likely cause for an accident. Yeah, and there's a lot in that area, too. I mean, you've got, like, Lake Mead, Lake Mojave. You've got the Hoover Dam, which is right there. The Grand Canyon is close enough. Yeah, I like, mean, relative to the U.S., yeah, close yeah, enough. Yeah, I mean, that's... I would say so, if it's within a four-hour drive, it's close enough. Yeah, it's a good touring area. Now, also, interestingly, the 
Number one cause of death in national parks is also drowning. That's not surprising. At a total number of 668 during the study. Other causes include like falls, car crashes, uh, extreme weather such as heat or cold, Mm -hmm. death by natural causes such as heart attack or, you know, other kinds of issues. Sure, maybe like underlying health issues. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, falls. Falls. Yeah. Like falling off of a cliff. Yeah. Or rock falls. Can I tell you? A quick story. Yeah, sure. So this wasn't at a national park, but it was at an area. Oh, I think I'm not sure if it was a part of the Navajo reservation or if it was technically like national park land. But uh, my friend Emily and I went on an Antelope Canyon tour by the Pink Jeep Tour. I think I've talked about this in another episode, but it's incredible. Everyone should do a Pink Jeep Tour. They're amazing. And they first took us to the Horseshoe Bend, which... If you just Google search Horseshoe Bend, you'll see it and you'll like the image will click. It was like, oh, yeah, I've seen that before. It is stunning. But when we pulled up to the Horseshoe Bend, our tour guide was like, oh, by the way, you guys are going to see people competing for the Darwin Awards here. And (laughs) at first we were all kind of like, oh, like, that's funny. Like, yeah, sure. No, he wasn't kidding. There was one area that was like fenced off. So like you could go up to the edge and you could look over, but there was a a fence there so you wouldn't fall in. Yeah. There were other areas that were not fenced in because obviously they're not going to take this beautiful area of land and like fence it all in. But they probably should have because there were people so close to the edge that Emily and I like we took our pictures near the fence area like smart people. And then both of us were like, we have to get out of here. We are literally going to see somebody fall. That's how close people were to the edge. It was insane. And all for what? An Instagram pic? Really? Yeah, we're going to get into that because that's not the only place it seems to happen. That actually seems to be a reoccurring theme with people in high cliffs. Yeah, I get it. I don't know about you, but like when I get on something that's high up, my stomach does a flip and I I have to like back away. When I was at the top of the Eiffel Tower, I was like, I don't like this, but I do. It's beautiful, but I don't like this. Okay, so I actually kind of have an opposite and you're probably going to judge me hardcore. I have the common sense not to act on it. But when I see a cliff's edge, I feel the need to get as close as possible to the edge. I think that that's like a legitimate psychological thing. I don't think you're nuts, but I feel like I've heard of that before. I I, I don't know how to explain it. If I see an edge or a cliff, I'm like, I got to see how close I can get to this thing. Uh, well, you are a better man than I. I, I don't, though. I, I don't. Because <laughs> I know, because I, I did all this research. Now, yeah, so. Yeah, continue keep... on. I'm glad you, thank you for indulging me. I do have another story about the same trip, but I want to talk about that when we get more into like the water stuff. Oh, no worries. Uh, okay, so continuing on with some of the background information, just to kind of give everyone an idea of just, you know, the darker side of our national parks. Uh, oh, you mean the feral people that live in the national parks and kidnap everybody uh, and take no, them into? No, no. But TikTok it, said no. it's real. Therefore, it must be true. It is on the internet. Therefore, it must be true. Right? Correct? Yes. Boy. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> okay. So, obviously, Lake Mead is at the Number one for uh, most deaths during the study. Second and third are Yosemite National Park. What state's that in? I I believe California. I'm going to look it up. Stop asking me. No, this is too funny. Oh, wait. Did I tell you one of my old coworkers called it Yosemite? Okay, that's not as bad. At least I got the name right. It's, it is in California, and it does, like, if you're looking at Yosemite, it does look like Yosemite, so I, I, I give her, you know. I just remember I because of Yosemite Sam. Oh, my God. What? Is that why they named him that? Uh, Possibly. I mean, the National Park's been around for a while. I don't know how long Yosemite's been. Because the Looney Tunes have been around for a while, too. Yeah, so anyway, Yosemite <laughs> and Grand Canyon... Uh, hover both around 131 deaths. What state's the Grand Canyon National Park in? Arizona. No, uh-huh. Please shut up. <laughs> now, interestingly enough, uh, only eight deaths total for all the national parks could be directly attributed to animal attacks. Really? Yeah. So, you know, if you ever have a fear of bears, moose, or anything, think about that. Three billion people, roughly around the time of the study, only eight died of animal attacks. Huh. Those are some pretty good odds. Yeah, there was actually one crazy story I remember from Yellowstone we'll get into a bit later about a Yeah, woman. we will. Now, also, this is really funny. It shouldn't be, but it is hilarious. 
take a wild guess the uh, gender split for the people who were found dead during this uh, during this study. Are we talking like male to female? The percentage. I, okay. Okay. Are we talking? All, like the whole study or just the animal study? The whole study, like the total the percentage uh, okay. of men and women that died <clears throat> in national parks. I'm going to say 75-25 male to female. Close, but no. Okay, what is it? 81% men. Okay, that's honestly not surprising. I, I no. was being a little too generous, apparently. Statistically, at least 35% of those deaths were preceded by the statement, hold my beer. <laughs> good that, night that one i just made up <laughs> i would love though if that was on the national park website <laughs> i could so see that though oh look a blue jay it, focus no that's literally like wildlife oh. happening right there it's a blue jay eating a worm wow okay you can see that in national parks too yeah but let's keep talking about that because no hold my beer can... i'm gonna go catch the blue jay <laughs> All right, we'll add that to uh, six hundred and oh, it's actually oh, sorry, it's actually eighty percent now. <laughs> the female increased by one. Um, Thanks, Al. Thank you for that. You're welcome. I just I'm here to help national statistics. That's really all I do. Wonderful. Now, on average, the overall overall death rate for uh, visiting a U.S. national park is out of ten million visitors is eight. So eight out of every ten million are people die visiting national parks. So it, so again, if you're planning on going to a national park, any excuse somebody comes up that they're afraid, it's it's bullshit. Now, that does not mean, however, though, that it can't be dangerous. You just need to follow safe procedures. And now, without further ado, we're going to get into the people who did not follow safe procedures. And even though we say, oh, yeah, there's only eight out of 10 million, there's still some great stories. Yes. So first one we're going to get into are the people or to a little subject called Too Hot. And Too Smoking Hot. These are uh, incidences involving the Yellowstone geysers, which are a personal fun thing of mine because... Have you actually seen them? Yes, actually. Uh, I have traveled. So... I've got a bunch of fun stories from Yellowstone because uh, for as a geologist, you have to do a field camp and that's yeah. your capstone course. Yeah. So I got to spend a week in Yellowstone as part of my geology degree. I will tell you my capstone course for my MBA from the University of Scranton does not include a trip to Yellowstone National Park. Well, I mean, I had to do a lot more work afterwards, but it was yeah. this bit was really <laughs> fun. So uh, now, interestingly enough, there are multiple different types of... Uh, well, actually, Yellowstone in general, a lot of people hear about it called like a super volcano. And you yes. probably know from movies like 2012 that it's ultimately going to explode. And, and kill us all. Yes. Now, kill everyone in sight. Nothing matters. Eat the damn cake. Yes. Well, let me teach you a little bit about it. So the Yellowstone- Please do, because I need one more thing to give me more anxiety. This this will not. Okay. Is, so the Yellowstone super, super Caldera, as it's called, is actually a continental hotspot. So it's like, uh, kind of think like Hawaii, how you ever hear how it's a hot spot where the mantle, uh, has eaten away at the crust and I can honestly say I have never heard of this. Okay. So basically a hot spot is an area of the, of the earth's crust where it has thinned and the mantle is upwelling and it shoots and it erupts. So a volcano. Yeah. And that's the Hawaii volcano is a, uh, it's a shield volcano, but it's a hot spot. So it's this one spot where uh, the mantle keeps coming up, and that's why you see the chain of islands. Yeah. And they actually get smaller and smaller, and the chain of Hawaiian islands actually goes almost up to Japan, but because once they move off the hot spot, because the hot spot stays in place, but the plate tectonic moves over it. So once there's land that's stopping added by the volcano, it just slowly gets eroded away and eroded away. So there's actually more Hawaiian islands than we realize. But they just, they've been eroded over time by the wind and sea, and they only exist underwater. But you're saying that Yellowstone is the same thing as this, but you're saying it's not a volcano. Not, well, it's not exactly. It's kind of like in that sense where it's a moving, uh, where it's a moving spot because it created the Snake River Plain in Idaho. Okay. Yeah, it's not exact, but it's just to kind of give like, in, in layman's terms, 
<laughs> well, uh, you're describing it in layman's terms, and I still don't understand it. <laughs> okay. And the reason why it's called a caldera instead of a volcano is because volcanoes have that usual Mount Doom cone shape to them. Mm, yes. Whereas when Yellowstone erupted the last time, uh, it emptied the chamber where all the magma was. And yeah. because there was nothing to support it, the land above it just collapsed into it. And that's, okay, so there's no chamber anymore is what you're saying. Well, no, there is still chamber now. Okay, so it's the just, chamber's filling up is what you're saying. Yes. And the, and we're all going to be majorly screwed like thousands upon thousands of years in the future. No. Well, let me explain. Okay. Now, it erupts on roughly a 700,000-year cycle. Uh-huh. Uh, it's erupted three times in the past that so we've been able to record. The last one called the Huckleberry. And right now, we're kind of... Around a hundred ish thousand years, but it's we're talking geologic time, so it's like give or take a couple, you know, fifty, sixty thousand years. Oh sure, yeah. The point because math doesn't matter when it's a super fucking volcano. Well, when you talk about geologic timelines, it's plus or minus like an entire human existence. So that basically, what you're saying is, by the time that it erupts again. We'll be gone. The dinosaurs will be back, but the dinosaurs will be like us and they'll be super advanced and eat at McDonald's all the time. Sure. If okay. That, if that's how you can conceptualize it, Allie. Why not? You know what? The uh, point is you works. will be dead. You will be long dead before Yellowstone erupts. So Hell yeah, I will be. If you're trying to figure out how the uh, world's going to end, you can go ahead and check Yellowstone Super Caldera off your bingo card because okay. you'll die of natural causes long before it will. Dude, our, our bingo cards for how the world was going to end were already filled out in 2020, so we're yeah. good. Okay. <laughs> like, we're kind of beyond that point. Now, yeah, so there is still a magma chamber that is um, underneath Yellowstone, and that's what fuels the hot springs. Makes that it nice Yellowstone- and toasty. Yep, that Yellowstone is famous for. Now, chemically, there are a lot of different types. Uh, because there are, uh, but for the sake, there's two main ones that you can think of. There's alkaline-based and sulfur-based ones. Fascinating. Yes. No, well, th- this will come into play later. I promise. If you're, nobody <laughs> it really go, will. It really nobody will. Nobody go anywhere, please. I promise. I'll be done with the science soon. <laughs> no, the science is actually really interesting. It, it's really cool. And you can actually tell these pretty quickly just walking around Yellowstone because uh, if you ever walk past the fumes of one hot springs, you'll immediately get the rotten egg smell. You'll be like, oh, that's, that's a sulfur one. Like, oh, there's the sulfur. Yeah. Either that or like a dead body or something. No. Well, we'll get into that. Uh-huh. Oh. Uh, now, <laughs> the sulfur ones are often have sulfuric acid in them because that's given off as a byproduct from that bacteria. You know, those beautiful colors that you see with the... Oh, the rainbow pool. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, those are kind of like the bacteria that are able to withstand the extreme heat and acidity. Yep. And uh, I believe it's like sulfur, sulfide, hydro... But they eat chemicals and the byproduct from the bacteria is sulfuric acid. Sure. So these pools are not nice bathing jacuzzis. They are boiling hot acid pits that because there's a chemical makeup can be above the boiling point of water but not actually bubble oh so what you're telling me then is the four men who tried to walk into the geothermal hot spring aka the rainbow pool in yellowstone national park didn't realize that not only would they get burned by the hot water but it would be a chemical burn as well Quite possibly, yes, depending on which one Yikes. they go into. Now, obviously, it's a lot more complicated than what I did. That's just the basic overview. Now, finally, I'm going to introduce our first contender for the Darwin Awards. Please do. Me? And it wasn't the four men that I just talked about because they are also they're, – they're honorable mentions. Yes. Now, we have 23-year-old Colin Scott who in June of 2016 went with his sister to go hot potting, which is a term used – uh, for those who ignore the signs and try to enter hot springs. Wait, this is like a thing? Yes. Oh I mean, they're God. not not every hot springs is, you know, an acid death trap. But, uh, yeah, some the ones in Yellowstone are. Oh, my God. People now, are so dumb. ignoring every warning sign, the duo found a, quote-unquote, suitable spring. And when Scott went to check the temperature with his foot, oh, he no. slipped and fell in. Because also, other terrifying thing, if the hot, spoiling chemical hot springs weren't enough, there are actually large, um, like, pools that are underneath the crust that 
you know, it looks like walkable land. No. But if you try and step on it, no. you will no. fall right into nope. a giant pool of boiling water. Nope, nope, that, nope, nope, knock, <laughs> nope, 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 nope. So, that is legitimately a huge fear of mine. Nope, nope. Okay, so yeah, stay on the trail when you're at Yellowstone. <laughs> now, rescuers did attempt to recover the body, but they had to wait until the next day due to a severe thunderstorm that was coming through. Oh my God. That night. Yeah. Now, understand that the makeup and the how these yeah understand the temperature and the chemicals in these hot springs they would not have been able to save him by the time they arrived no no so you know they yeah so don't knock the rescuers no Uh, and i mean obviously of course any loss that happens is extremely tragic and we don't hope this on any family but people read the signs yes pay attention to the signs the big reason we're doing this is to make people understand what happens yep. when you ignore these danger signs. Yeah, if you're ever at a national park and you think, "Huh, what, what are the chances?" There, the chances are real. It's this. It is this. Now, here's where it gets crazy because the next morning they returned to recover his body. Oh no! And one report claimed that the only thing they were able to fish out <gasps> were his sandals. No, that his body was almost completely dissolved. From oh the my acid. god. Now, That's a really good place to, like, commit a murder and then get rid of the body. Well, I mean, here's the thing, though, is that I can tell you from experience the clothes, they oh, don't... from experience? Yeah, because I've been to the Yellowstone Hot Springs, and you can see hats and other things that have blown off people while they've been walking, and they land in the hot springs, and you can look down to the bottom and see, like, the hats and... Okay, so you have to make sure that the person that you kill is naked first, and then you can dispose of the body in also the hot not, springs. Also, not also every don't hot commit sp- murder. Allie, <laughs> Allie, what have I told you about <laughs> giving murder tips on the podcast? Listen, I have that one kid in karate convinced, convinced. I know, I know. <laughs> Stop convincing people that you're a psychopath murderer. Really I mean, no, but... um. It is interesting. It's kind of like it's it's almost dumb luck. Like what's what's going to be a chemical burn? What's just going to be a regular burn? But also don't stick your foot in anything. Yeah, I mean, uh, props for being safe like that. But it was just an accident. It was just dumb luck that he happened to slip and fall in. (laughs) Nope. Now another one was the famous 1981 David Kerwin Mm. incident. Is this, this the one with the dog? Yes. Oh. Now, his dog fell in, and he immediately began stripping down to jump in. And despite efforts from onlookers to tell him not to do it, he went in after his dog anyway. I mean, to be fair, I probably would have tried. Like, I would have been like, no, doggy. No, it, yeah, no, they were dead pretty quick. And yeah. Now, when he eventually was pulled out, he was covered in third-degree burns. <sighs> Absolutely not. And... Now, this one I can't verify, but one story I heard while I was at the park was that when uh, rescuers went to remove his shoes. Oh, no. His, the skin on his legs came off. Too. <gasps> Stop it. Oh, my God. Oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. no. He died several hours later. No, 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 no. I don't like that. Mm-mm. I don't like that at all. Absolutely no. not. So the idea is when you if you do see signs that say do not go in the hot springs, take them seriously. These things are not a joke. And also, even if you lightly step and get back out in some of the shallower areas, you can easily kill a lot of bacteria that yep. is very rare and delicate. It's a very, very delicate ecosystem. Yes. But maybe just in general, if you see any sign near any body of water that says, do not go in because of X, Y, Z, listen to the sign. Yeah. Just just, you know, just a thought. Just a thought. Like, for example, when I lived in Florida... Uh, and I would walk by a pond every day to get from the bus that took me to work to my apartment. There was a cute little pond. It was adorable. And there was a sign that said, do not enter. Make sure your dog is on a leash. There are alligators in the park. Yeah. Uh, no, I didn't go near that pond. I crossed the street. I was like, absolutely not. Like, <laughs> not, no, no, we're not. We don't play that game with animals that have big teeth. Yeah. No, I would not test an alligator. Uh-uh. Now... Let's move on to the mind your step category. <laughs> now, this is for general falls, trips, and uh, mishaps around high areas. Yep. Now, let's be real here. Other than Old Faithful, the most iconic picture of a national park is 
the Grand Canyon. Yes. It's essentially the poster child. It is absolutely the poster child. And to be honest, I kind of feel like it's uh, one a trip like Disney where every American family has to go to the Grand Canyon. Now, Grand Canyon is also pretty well known for its high cliffs and beautiful vistas. Vistas. And also, fun fact, it is home to the only United States Postal Service donkey route. You should totally go there. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. So wait, where, like, is it down in the Grand Canyon? Yeah, they uh, use a caravan of donkeys to uh, carry mail to, um, I think there's like a village or a reservation, a native reservation down. Oh, that's awesome. In the canyon, and they use the, yeah, they have to use donkeys in order to get the mail down there. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, so that's a little cool fun fact. I don't know if they ever mentioned that at the Grand Canyon, but... Well, we, here. when we went there, I feel like they did. When we went there, remember when we were super young? I was like fourth or fifth grade, yeah, I think. Yeah, I remember. And we took a train. I don't remember what town we drove to, but we took a train from the town that took us to the Grand Canyon. Because you can't like drive up there. Like it's it's very like they really have it protected. And on the train, um, this lady in our car was doing like trivia and she really, really, really liked me for some reason. And I kept like winning everything. And I kept getting all these cans of sodas. But our parents like didn't want us to drink soda that much when we were younger. Because, you know, a lot of sugar, obviously. Oh, yeah, no. But like I had this like five cans of soda. Because <laughs> I kept winning all the questions. Damn. And then remember the cowboys like rode up on yeah, horses beside the yeah, train. It they, was so cute. Yeah, that was that was fun. Yeah. Now, uh. Now, strangely enough, in the Grand Canyon, most of the deaths are actually attributed to the hot climate. Most That's visit- not surprising because it is high elevation. There's not a lot of cloud coverage and you don't realize... It's hot as balls. Yeah, you don't, and you don't realize like how dehydrated you get. Yeah, and most that's why most of the deaths are hikers in the Grand Canyon. Yeah. Now, obviously, one of the other gruesome ones is, like we were saying, falls. Yep. Now, the Grand Canyon has approximately 277 miles worth of cliffside. Yeah, because I'm walking it in one of my conqueror challenges. And and obviously, it would cost way too much to put railings all across them. And let's be real, nobody would uh, nobody would pay attention, despite the fact that mm-hmm. at minimum, it's a 500-foot drop to the rocky floor. During the National Park study that I looked up about... They recorded 27 deaths were directly attributed to falls between 2007 and 2018. That's not surprising. In the Grand Canyon. Yeah, that, that's, again, not surprising. Now, most of these are witnessed or people kind of see what's been going on. And nine times out of ten, people are usually caught ignoring warning signs, mm-hmm. hopping fence railings, mm-hmm. or intentionally putting themselves... Uh, in very precarious situations. Uh, one of my favorites was uh, a columnist from the Washington Post actually recalled seeing a couple practicing yoga on a narrow outcrop with only a couple inches between them and the fall to the floor. No. Mm-mm. I mean, I, I get that, you know, you love uh, doing yoga and it's very relaxing, but that's kind of like a borderline Zen and adrenaline junkie. I feel like it was one of those like for the Instagram type of deals. Oh yeah, for mm-hmm. the gram or people just really into yoga. I'd be curious if uh, yeah, comment in what you think about that. If that's something you'd like to do, or well, you know, I I do enjoy doing yoga. Um, I personally would not do any, and I would not do anything that would really like push my balance over the edge and I am not a stable person as is no you are not no I trip on flat ground so for me when I am in those situations where there is a cliff no I'm not going near it and putting myself on one foot and hitting a tree pose absolutely not no but you gotta admit that'd be pretty epic though I mean it would be a really cool picture but it would also (laughs) be a cool picture if you did it in front of a fence yeah and you know because otherwise I really don't want to have to talk about you so you know everyone when you go and travel this summer please don't do that I really don't need any more content okay or if if someone was going to do it at least put like a body length 
of ground in between you and where the cliffside begins. Okay. Allie, Maybe two body Allie, lengths. Allie, are we doing this whole thing to tell people not to do this well, stuff? Well, you're the one that said, oh, I think it would be pretty cool. Well, okay, Amelia, you know what? We're going to just keep moving. Because... Yeah, because now we're kind of realizing why this study <laughs> happened. Why this happened. <laughs> oh, wait, this is the reason. Oh, God. So there are some, though, that can't necessarily be accounted for. So enter one kind of more strange account for the Darwin Awards, maybe not, is uh, a young couple of Garrett Biankowski and Jessica Bartz. Admittedly, that name was a little bit hard. (laughs) Uh, So they arrived at the Grand Canyon on September 18th, 2018. Mm. The likely reason was for a road tripping back to Jessica's home state of Iowa. However, uh, concerns were raised when... Their vehicle was found abandoned in the parking lot for the national park. Uh oh. It wasn't until, I believe, October 2nd when their bodies were found below Trailview 2 Overlook oh, on no. a what's called a scenic route. These are, or no, a social trail. These are unmarked, unmaintained trails that aren't recognized by national parks, but have kind of been uh, stamped out by. Uh, wondering and curious guests over the over the years also contenders for the darwin awards now they were found relatively close together with no water or no backpack meaning that they likely weren't hiking on the trail because otherwise they would have carried some things with them curious though is that if they did fall there were no eyewitnesses or nobody came forward to claim that they saw it happen which is very weird because the Trailview 2 Overlook is one of the most mm-hmm. uh, well-traveled and the most highly, yeah, the one highly the trafficked, highly trafficked mm-hmm. places in the park. Yeah. So it's very surprising that nobody saw anything. Oh, geez. Now, I did a little bit of digging on this, though. And according to the uh, Coquino uh, County Medical Examiner from a later article, a statement was released that both sustained uh, blunt force trauma consistent with fall from a high level. Uh. So, unfortunately, it does seem that these two likely fell, probably either looking for a photo or just looking to get close to the edge, and they slipped off and fell down. Mm-mm. Now, there's unfortunately, I'm not going to put any, uh, I'm not going to release any videos or links, but you can go on to YouTube and news sources and there are plenty of videos of reactions of videos that have been released showing people who had just fallen over the edge well i remember there was one it was very recent uh definitely pre-covid um but it was a guy who was at the grand canyon and he was taking a selfie and then he fell i don't remember all the details on it but i just remember seeing and it was uh, you know what it was right around the time that emily and i were in arizona so that's how I remember because I was like, oh, we're going there, kind of. I mean, the Horseshoe Bend is not a part of the Grand Canyon, but it's Colorado River still. But um, yeah, so I was just kind of like, oh, well, don't take a selfie over. Yeah, and actually, over the rocks. And I got kind of a uh, late, I've got a late submission here, but uh, this was a story that circled through some of the geologists during my uh, work. Oh, no. So during one of the field camps, uh, one of the students told us a story about a professor who uh, had taken some students on a trip to uh, Hawaii, and they were doing research around one of the volcanoes. Yeah. And this professor went off the area into, like, near a precarious ledge, and one of the students tried to get him to come back and warned him about his situation, and his response was, we are geologists, we can do what we want. Oh, my God. And then proceeded to fall over a cliff. Oh, my God. Uh, he broke both his legs and died a few weeks later. Okay. Mm, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. There was also another one. It's very weird. The geology professors are... I, I don't Y'all know... Y'all are weird, man. Oh, yeah. Well, this was how one of the older professors put it. One way he was studying... Uh, when we were first introduced to the subject of glaciers... Yeah. This is how he introduced it to us. He goes, glaciers... Well, they can be kind of a dangerous uh, dangerous thing. I had uh, three friends who uh, study glaciers as their career, and I only have one friend now. Oh, my God. 
Yeah, he's like they uh two of them fell into crevasses. And just nonchalant. Wait, I'm sorry, crevasses? Yeah, crevasses. There's some large cracks in uh No, I always thought they were crevasses. No, they're they're crevasses. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, so he just nonchalantly opened up the subject with that. Dear Lord. Yes. Talk about the last lecture, but um shh. Ho ho. Really? Really? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm trying to make this funny. <laughs> yeah. I need to stop. Oh my god. Okay, so obviously when you are at the Grand Canyon or you are at, you know, any national park that or I guess really any cliffside, just mind the fences, people. And if you're gonna take a picture, ask one of the super nice other tourists to take a really great picture of you. Emily and I switched off and we took pictures of each other. And I got to say, our pictures were fabulous and we looked amazing. So you don't necessarily need to take a selfie where you're leaning over the side. You don't need to like try and make it look like you're going to fall in. Like, no, we don't need to be doing that, people. No, thank you. Because then you might actually fall in. Yeah, and that would be bad. Yeah, it would. And then you'd be a part of the study. And we don't want anyone to be a part of the study, which is why we're telling you all about this. Yes. So that's a little bit on the falls. You got anything else with that one? Um, I don't really have anything on falls per se, but I do have well, actually, something falling off the Grand Canyon. Not someone, but well, something. Could I actually get in, hold up quick? Because I actually got a funny story because I actually almost went down a 40-foot waterfall when I was in Nepal. Did you did you tell our mom about this? No, of course I didn't. Oh, okay. So obviously you should tell our listeners, you know, the like 20 well, actually, I think I did. I did tell mom, but after I got back. Well, yeah, I'm assuming that was okay. That was smart. Yeah. So I remember we were actually uh, hiking up the Kaligandaki Valley and we got to a point where like a river had washed out the road and we were like right on the cliffside between the road and Raging Rapids below. Oh, good. And so we couldn't really wait for the bus to, or we couldn't really wait for them to create like a bridge or pathway. So they chucked some rocks into the water and on the road and then just said hop across. And I don't know why they put like right on the edge and we just kind of had to hop stone across to get keep going. <laughs> Did I not tell you this story? You left that one out. Yeah, so I got like two steps over and then it turned out one of the rocks wasn't very stable, so I momentarily lost my balance, but then got it back and obviously kept going. Oh my god. Yeah, so that that happened. Uh, that was probably one moment I definitely was terrified. But then my professor was like, "Dude, come on, we gotta keep going." So I was like, "Okay." I can't argue with that. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so that was that one was a little nuts. Uh, but yes, yeah, so that was my quick fall story. I don't think I can top that. It. I mean, it wasn't technically a national park. <laughs> it's an international park. Well, yeah. it's international area. Did you see Mount Everest? Like, just see it? No, I didn't. Uh, okay. Two students, their area of study during our research project at the end, they were up near Everest. But okay. No, I kept my research. I was in uh, Kathmandu. Okay. Yeah, I was curious because, um, you know, the Conqueror challenges I'm doing? Yeah. The one is hiking up Mount Everest. And, like, you can see, like, a street view of the area of Mount Everest that you're on. So I just. Ooh, I th- we should do deaths on Everest at one time. That actually would be really interesting to talk about because you know there's a COVID outbreak on Everest right now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, mm, topic for an upcoming episode, maybe. I hey, don't listeners, know. just type in. Do you want to hear it? I'd be glad. Yeah, happy tell to do us. It. So anyway, I do have <laughs> something. So anyway, falling. Um, <laughs> I do have something about things falling off of the Grand Canyon here. There were actually some people, specifically a man, because this is why we can't have nice things, who decided, hey, you know what? I'm going to throw some rocks over the side of the Grand Canyon because why not? That's fun, right? Well, he did it over top of a very popular hiking trail down into the Grand Canyon and almost hit people. Yeah, you know, this sounds like that penny off the Empire State Building thing, but a oh. lot worse. So that, like the whole penny off the Empire State Building, we kill somebody at the bottom, and then the Marilyn Manson rumor are like the two rumors that I feel like every single middle schooler knows. Yeah, and I mean, let's be real here. I'm more terrified of the fact that people have tried the penny thing. Uh, Well, I would hope they wouldn't have, but I guess they would have. But um, yeah, so the rock thing, that's 
Yeah, that one actually for whenever I'm doing field work for geology, yeah, that's a very serious thing because a lot of times you'll get groups going down the hill. Mm-hmm. You'll kick a rock and suddenly you have like a head-sized rock that's just flying at chest level. Yeah. Uh, when I was in Wyoming, we had a uh, we were traveling down a hill and one dude slipped and he kicked a large rock and the code is you shout rock. And that would make sense. This thing was about as big as my stomach you know mid-20s men's stomach Mm -hmm. and you know initially it'd be hard to pick up but this thing after a few bounces it was like flying chest level down absolutely not past people in the group and i'll tell you what our professor he damn looked like he was about ready to kill that kid uh yeah that would make sense yeah and then there was another story i remember a kid kicked a large boulder down it was like a chute that we were going down nobody was at the bottom but there was a road that sometimes we'd see pickup trucks come through and like, yeah, it was a big enough rock that it could have easily knocked a truck off the road. So question, was the kid's foot okay? Oh, yeah, the kid's foot was fine. Okay. He just took a quick tumble because all he did was like bump it off. It was just a precariously per- perched rock and all he did was just push it, knock it over. But it kept rolling downhill and it turned into basically like a bowling, a flying bowling mm, ball. Because, you know, momentum. Yeah. <laughs> now... Stepping away from the rocks and the geysers, we're going on to our last one called Wild for a Reason. (laughs) I have a feeling. I have a feeling this one's going to piss us off like all of them have. Yeah. We need to watch something funny after this. Yeah, we do. I mean, we already tried watching Who's Line to just get pumped for this, so. We need, listen, we have all, first of all, I worked retails and I worked in uh, Walt Disney World. So I have dealt with stupid people just in general. You. Mm. I have worked with rocks. Yeah. So th- this, this kind of stuff, ugh, people are dumb. Anyway, JP, lead us down a path of no return. So the last one is when man meets nature. Oh God. Again. Oh God. Now, again, like I said earlier. It really only accounts for a very limited amount of deaths in the park, but that's not for lack of trying by people. (laughs) Uh, Now, there was one famous incident uh, where an encounter between a man and a bison. Ah, here we go. Meet 55-year-old Raymond Reinke. Mm, Raymond, what'd you do, buddy? So here's what he did. First of all, he committed the most sacred sin that anyone can do in Yellowstone. Oh, no. He stopped traffic. Oh, God. Because actually, I have a funny story at the end of this because I want to get through this stuff and stop doing tangents. Uh, (laughs) Your tangents this episode are very funny, though. Well, okay, fine. Just this once. Uh, Just this once at the end of the episode. (laughs) Sorry, listeners. Please just tell us if you want us to stop. More tangents, less tangents. We don't know. Please help us. So this is for our entertainment. So, um, tis true. Now, to quote Lady Gaga, put an ear condom on next time. <laughs> what the hell? It's in the song Judas. I, I missed that. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, we were coming back, we we're heading back to our campsite in, uh, in Yellowstone. This was after a day out. And we were the one thing that we've learned is that it's very easy for traffic to slow down anytime there's an animal because sure. everyone gets out and wants to look at it. And all the roads in Yellowstone are just two lane roads. Sure. So we get to a point and the road comes to a dead stop and there's just traffic bumper to bumper. Nobody's moving. Mm-hmm. And we're sitting there. We're guessing it's probably an animal. And the longer we're sitting there, the more pissed off our professor's getting in the lead truck because he was in a pickup truck up front and then there were two vans behind carrying the students. Sure. And it got so long that the uh, people were actually starting to get out of the cars and start walking up to see what the what it was. And uh, it was also bad because one of the guys was like holding it in, you know, when it's like really bad and it's just like you actually think your bladder might explode. Okay, so I, I was wondering if you were going to bring that up because the first thing that came to my mind was note to self, if you ever go to Yellowstone, pee before you get in the car. Yes, absolutely. And so, don't eat dairy. Yeah, actually that also happened too. One of the geologists, uh, he had to exit the car and go behind a tree because he had to expel air. Oh. And uh, he did not want to do it in the in the van so props to him i would say it's a part of nature just let it happen take some toilet paper with you 
you're good to go. Well, no, he just farted. Like, but he didn't want to do it in the truck. Well, that's actually really kind of him. Continue yeah. your story. So we're slowly making it through, making it through, and we can hear our professor getting angry and angrier. <laughs> and he's coming over the radio like, I swear to fucking God, if that's <laughs> if some motherfucker is out with his camera phone trying to take a picture of a fucking bear five hundred feet <laughs> up a hill, I'm going to fucking murder someone. Jeez. <laughs> and we get up and sure enough we like the rangers come, they push traffic through. Finally we get up there. There's a whole line of people with like big cameras that are like nature photographers yeah. and dudes with their cell phones right next because, you know, they're legit too. Oh, of course. Yeah, they're so legit. And we look up this large hillside at the very top, right between two trees, like six, six seven, eight hundred feet out. It's a little black brown dot. Oh, my God. That was a bear. Oh, my God. 800, feet away, 800 yards away. <laughs> and it's it put traffic to a standstill. <laughs> and we get through... And it's just radio silence, and we're all just like, "Does someone, someone want to see if Curry popped a vessel?" Oh my like, god! Like, is, like, and eventually, one of the girls who was a student of his got on the radio. Was like, "Are you there?" And we just hear a, and we just hear a click as it goes. You know, sometimes it just people. <laughs> and so now we're having to rush because. This dude in the back is still like his platter's about to explode. Poor kid. And they're driving as fast as they can, and we get into the campground and we forget that there's speed bumps in the campsite. Oh no. And we hit one. And you just hear the bells and you're ah oh, in the back. No. Oh, that poor dude. He oh. he did not stick for around for the group meetup. He just ran for the bathroom. No, he needed to go. Oh yeah. poor kid. I mean, this dude was like 20, 24 and oh. had a beard, but oh god, yeah, he, uh, our professor got out. And he said, "You ever want to ruin Yellowstone? Just get out near the four exits and start pointing at something in the woods. You'll shut down traffic throughout the whole park in five minutes." Dude, you should not have told me that because now I want to do that. Shut up. Nobody do that, <laughs> or if you do, don't don't. That don't, was don't credit. That us. was such a great story. Oh my god, dude. Okay, so oh, that was so funny. Okay, so where the wild things are, go. Yeah. All right, or so whatever you called it. <laughs> 55-year-old uh, Raymond Ronke, uh, while visiting Yellowstone, stopped traffic and began to play Manador with a bison. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> he began taunting one of the bison, which, by the way, yes, it is bison. It, what a for American dumbass. bison. Uh, and there's a video of him basically no. running around this bison, taunting it no. as it's like... And apparently it also was not having any of his shit because it just gave a few half-hearted lunges and then eventually it just walked away. <laughs> the bison was like, oh, this looks interesting. Mm, you know what? I'm, I'm actually good. Yes. I'm all right. So it walked away and uh, now I know what you're thinking. You probably don't know what I'm thinking, to be honest. Okay. Well, what do you think about Runky? Oh, well, I was actually thinking about SpongeBob SquarePants, but... Okay. Well, that came out of nowhere. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure he plays matador with a sea bear maybe but yeah uh, i don't remember anyway so he did not get away with this though oh shocker there's he, a video of him doing it shocker he got arrested on four charges including resisting arrest and provoking a bison <laughs> i really want to hear what his argument was he had no <laughs> argument he pled guilty and was sentenced to 130 days in jail but wait no he it said resisting arrest so what 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 was he resisting like like physically resisting the police oh my like God, handcuffing such him. A stupid dumb the quote from the magistrate judge said that he was lucky to be standing in the courtroom at all uh yeah it's a wild animal what do you think? Yeah, so he he did also apologize to the bison. Oh, did they bring the bison into the courtroom? No, they, they just just press statement release. You know, it, it went on bison TV. Oh, my God. Well, I also have a story about bison. Wait, could I quick tell one? Because I also had another one from... <laughs> Wait, could I tell the other one? Because I quick had one from yeah, my you geology can tell trip. Oh, my God. This so this lot. episode is actually uh, one time on my geology trip. Hey, you know what? I don't talk about that often, so shut up. Actually, I will say, you have a cycle of stories that you go through from your college years, and the ones that you're telling on this episode are ones I've never heard of before, so they're not in your cycle, so this, this is actually an enlightening experience for me. 
this was, I think, the first day after we had camped in Yellowstone. Mm -hmm. And we had seen a few bison just off in the distance while we were driving. But apparently, I was asleep at the time. Two bison came through the middle of our camp. Jeez, that's awesome. Yeah, they just walked through. And somebody showed me a video of it. Like, they were coming right in between our tents. <laughs> and one of them walked right next to, almost brushing up against our professor's tent. Okay, so I'm just going to throw this out here because if we ever go camping in Yellowstone, which you are the only person that I would willingly go camping with or like you have to be in the group because you're the only one that would know what to do in any situation where a wild animal is around. I'm just letting you know that we're going to get a cabin. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm not sleeping in a tent where I know that a bison can walk through and like step on my femur. Well, so they, yeah. they, they don't usually interact with the tents. They just move around them. I just, now, I'm just saying. Now, the funny thing, though, was that whenever the professor came out in the morning, uh, one of the students was like, oh, professor, there was a bison that just came right past your tent. And for whatever reason, his response was, I thought that was Hillary. What? <laughs> like, like somebody in your group? Yeah. <gasps> he thought. What a jerk. No, no, no. He, he, first of all, the sound of. The sound is very close to, like, a human's footstep. Oh, okay. And See, I would like, not have thought did, that. Well, he didn't know that it was a bison. He just heard someone walking past his tent. He didn't realize. But needless to say, we burst out laughing, and they found it kind of amusing that, you know, a college girl was compared to a 630-pound Yeah, ouch. Truck. No, it. <laughs> but if you ever hear a bison walk, it's not... Like, you, it doesn't sound or feel like something sure. heavy is walking past. Because I, of all the places that I've gone outside of Pennsylvania, I've definitely been near enough to a bison. No, it's, you, you wouldn't really be able to. So. Well, now, now I need to hear a bison walk. Well, we can look up on YouTube after this. Okay, that sounds good. Because uh, I'm actually curious. Another one was involved a nine-year-old girl. Oh, wait, is the girl okay? Yeah, she's fine. Okay, okay. She, she lived. Uh, the. You can find this video on YouTube, but there was a group that was traveling around Yellowstone. And the thing to know about bison is that they kind of have like a, t a child's temperament where they can go from looking very calm to flipping out in a snap. Uh, it sounds like me when I'm hungry. Yeah. So basically they're you when they're hungry. Yeah. Perfect. Now, the group apparently had spent 20 minutes within the recommended minimum 25 feet distance from the bison. Okay. So they really had just kind of ignored its attitude when all of a sudden it just flipped and started charging. Oh, absolutely. And not. it chose to run after this little girl <gasps> and you see her pop and fly into the air. <gasps> yep. But now luckily she lived and she was fine. Oh no my injuries. God. Yeah. No injuries. Yeah. No injuries. She, she was okay. Well, I mean, obviously, there's there's a little bit of... I would say there's a little bit of trauma there. Yeah, yes. But, uh, so that was another one. And personally, I put that blame more on the group. They really should not have... The group and the parents, they should not have been getting that close to the bison in the first place. Yeah, no, definitely keep your distance if there's a wild animal. Like, really keep your distance. Yeah, there was actually another crazy one. This actually is not really much of a Darwin Award. This one actually is just flat out best procedure. So when I, I was talking to a park ranger when I was in Yellowstone, uh -huh. and they told me of a story where there was a woman who was hiking on a, kind of like a more heavy remote trail. It wasn't like the asphalted yeah. popular trails. And all of a sudden, she heard some rustling in the bushes. Oh, nope. And sure enough, a large grizzly bear comes <laughs> out. <laughs> nope, nope. Now, this woman, I, this, is just, this is cool as a cucumber just kept a low but consistent noise, like making the hey bear, hey bear, talking to it to not provoke it or not bolting to uh, react. Yeah, react. fight or flight. Yeah. Yeah. And she kept very calm. This bear came right up to her and lightly put its mouth over her leg. And she no. kept very calm, no. mm -hmm. did not move. No. And was slowly trying to get ready to reach for her bear spray in case it made a motion. Mm -mm. But for whatever reason... The bear let go after a soft bite and then walked away. <laughs> she did not move, and the rangers praised her for doing all the right things and getting out safely. I'm telling you right now, whenever we go to Yellowstone someday, we are sticking to the asphalt trails. 
that that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Cause you know me, I would probably just start screaming. Yeah. So <laughs> wait, I have I have an intro or like an entry for the Darwin Awards go that ahead. actually has to do with bison. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> You're like, I just want to enter all my nominees. Thank you very much. So this one, people. There it is. Okay. This one made me so upset. I remember when this happened. I remember seeing it in the news. I was like livid with these people because they, the, I don't know their names. I don't want to know their names, but if I ever meet them, I will smack them. Two people decided to load up a bison calf in the back of their car. And because it came in contact with humans, it had to be euthanized. Yeah, I've heard about this one mm-hmm. where it got rejected from its herd. Yep. So they had to put it down. Yep. Just like they say, whenever you find like a baby bird on the ground, you're not supposed to touch it with your bare hands or, well, don't touch it at all, honestly, because it'll pick up your scent and the mother will reject it. Same thing with the bison people. Do not touch the bison because that bison had to die because those people thought they were doing something. Well, I heard a bit of back and forth on the bird thing, but the point is, is that... That's just the one I remember. Okay. Uh, The point is that... If you do ever find yourself in that event, just call the park rangers. Yep. They, they exist. They know the procedures for these things. They're professionals. Uh, and that's pretty much, honestly, the best thing you can do anytime that there's any animals or you think there might be a situation. Also, for all the love that is holy, if you have food, hide it, lock it, put Ooh, it. Oh, I got something for that. Oh, you want me to tell the story about the time a bear took my food? Is there any story that you don't have? Uh, no, I uh, I get into some crazy shit sometimes. So this one actually was fairly recently. This was uh, me and my Peace Corps buddies are going out camping in uh, Jim Thorpe. And uh, so we had heard that there were a few bears in the area. And we were told, like, okay, lock up your stuff. And we're like, okay, great. So we all would always just, like, wrap in a bag and put it in our trunks. Sure. And, uh... You know, we left out a cooler in the middle of our campsite while we were going down. We were waiting for uh, one of the other Peace Corps people to show up. And uh, as we were walking back up, the cooler that we had left that only contained beer was gone. There's some really happy bears. Yeah. Little fuckers, little fucking bears took my beer. Are we sure they were bears and not just like other college kids that were like, oh, hey, look, there's free beer. No, there was hardly anyone around us. Was it good quality beer? Yeah, it was good beer. Damn. And so we had to go and we tried to track the pair down and we managed to like kind of track the footprints and we found the rest of the case with the beer. And we just like took a look at it and we were like, if the bear bit it or not. So we're like, Did well, the bear bite any of the beer? No, the bear did not take the beer. He left the pieces of the cooler. We put them in the back of the trunk and we finished the beers. What what kind of beer was it? Oh, God. I think I bought like a lager. Oh, dude, those are good. I know, but I was just like, I was just like, damn, I really <laughs> want to have a beer with a bear. I mean, you kind of did. Yeah. The bear just made it a little more difficult. I know. Little asshole. You got to share that <laughs> shit. So I also have a story about bears and food and people being stupid. We have another nominee for the Darwin Awards. So this was sent into Insider Magazine, the 17 stupidest things people have done in national parks. That's legitimately the article title. And this person wrote in about an encounter that they had with their dad uh, and this dude at a national park. So he says that um, this guy drove up in his pickup truck, sat on a rock to eat some McDonald's, which I did not know that McDonald's were that close to, I think it was Yellowstone. Uh, So that's kind of shocking to me. And this dude pulled out two cheeseburgers, fries, and a Coke. When he was done, he just threw the trash in the wood behind him. And the rappers and all, yeah, rappers and all, which first of all, don't litter. And the dad of this person was like, hey, man, there's bears in the area. And the guy just laughed at him and the dad threatened him and made him pick up the trash. So kudos to dad. okay? but the cheeseburger man, butthole. That's all I have to say to you. You're a jerk. Well, yes. So don't litter. Yeah, because you're greasy. Hamburger wrappers are going to attract bears. Or you can a cliff bar could attract a bear. Yeah. 
And so uh, that's basically the most I have. Uh, biggest thing to keep in mind with uh, animals, according to National Park Service, large herbivores such as moose and uh, bison stay a minimum of 25 feet away, mm-hmm. give them a wide berth, especially moose. Those things are actually pretty vicious. And a hundred, a minimum of 100 feet from large predators such as bears and wolves. Mm-hmm. And maybe about 250 feet or a mile if you see a honey badger. But they, they yeah. don't live in... Because you know honey badger don't give a shit. No, but they don't live in America. So don't worry about mm. those. And people, listen to the signs. Read the signs. Abide by the signs. Listen to the signs. When in doubt, call a park ranger. Follow their instructions. Mm-hmm. Listen to their guidance. Mm-hmm. And most importantly, stay safe, have fun, and enjoy nature. Enjoy the beauty of nature. And if you don't feel like doing that, you could uh, sit on your phone on your Instagram and go like our Instagram page at Spooky You Podcast. Uh, you can also like our Twitter page, which I haven't updated in a hot minute at <laughs> Spooky You Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, or you could email us some of your Darwin Award experiences at SpookyYouPodcast at gmail.com. If this becomes a trend or if we ever get an email, uh, maybe we'll, <laughs> we'll go ahead and do more of these. Yeah. Yeah, let us know. We want to hear some stories. If you got anything cool you'd like to share, hit us up. Dark at... history, ghost stories, spooky, all of it. Yeah, or you just want to say, hey, man, I did this crazy thing with a bear or this crazy thing happened while I was camping. I'd love to hear it. Yeah, because we got a camper over here. But oh. hey, y'all, until then, this was fun. Don't do anything stupid in nature. Class dismissed.